This show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that breakfast club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Be in the mother- Be in the- Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, DJ Envy. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Yes, it's Friday. We're tired. Man. But last night we raised so much damn We raised over 200 grand. 200 grand last night. For Project 375. Yes. Organization founded by NFL player Brandon Marshall, who plays for the New Orleans Saints. Yes. He was was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder in 2011. So he started this organization called Project 375. Their mission is to raise awareness of mental health, to end the stigma, and raise funding for treatment. Uh, you know, we, we raised over a couple hundred grand for them, man, and I am really tired. And that was a hard-earned $200,000. You heard me? Right. Yeah. And, and, and I love it because it really, really came from the people, man. $10, $20, $5, $15, $50, $100. You know, you had the big donations from people like P from Quality Control and mm-hmm. uh, who else? Brandon Marshall himself. Yeah, Brandon Marshall. You had Fashion Nova. You had Def Jam, Capital yes. Records, Atlantic Records. CC Sabathia. Jamil Hill. You had CC Sabathia. You had Dr. Oz. Uh, you had us. You had uh, Coach Thea. It was so many people that that that, that came in with so much money. DJ We're so appreciative. Clue, DJ shout to Clue, shout to Self, shout to Designer. One. You're all appreciated, so man. Thank you, man. And we, if you, you hear us still yawning, it's because damn it, we had to be here since six o'clock yesterday morning, and I don't know why the hell we decided to come back here again. They bought us a lot of food so too. early. Yeah, but we appreciate all you guys who donated. And when we come back, we're gonna play a little clip of just some of the callers and some of the people that donated, so you can hear. And we we so appreciate all the money. That was given. So we'll do that when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Tanisha from Norfolk. Hey, Tanisha, get it off your chest. Um, I'm blessed this morning because every day I wake up to go to my job and I can take care of my two babies. So I'm blessed this morning. Congratulations, baby. Thank you. I love y'all so much. I watch y'all every, I mean, let's be y'all every morning on my way to work. We love you, too. We thank you for having no taste. Hello, who's this? This is EJ. Hey, get it off your chest. Well, I just want to say that I'm thankful. Today, um, I had been in and out of the nursing homes three times because I couldn't walk. I'm at my house now. I'm walking, and I'm helping my family, and I am thankful. Okay, Mama. Well, congratulations. That is baby. truly a blessing. I, I feel gratitude this morning. There's a lot of people thankful this morning. I like when gratitude is the attitude. Hello, who's this? Hi, how y'all doing today? This is T. Mattis, T-E-E-M-A-D-I-S. I got something to get off my chest. Go ahead, okay. brother. I'm not mad or blessed today. Okay, waiting to on you. My chest, yeah, my thing to get off my chest is two years ago when I was in New York, I hollered at Angelique's homegirl, and she told me, ew, to my face. 
it was all good. I didn't mind it. I brushed off Kel Butcher. But I will tell you this. I made an observation of you three collectively. Ew. Every morning you guys come off with some type of sexual innuendo off of another topic you were talking about, and you guys say no stuff like that. No, Nobody we don't. says that ever. We don't play no. We oh, grown yeah, men. We don't pause. Do that. Especially you to Charlemagne and DJ Envy. Good morning, everybody. Hi, Angela Yee. I don't think so. I don't think me and Charlemagne. Me and Charlemagne. We let the this openly fly. You guys party around that hole joke all day, every day. And I will say this. We play around the rim, above the rim, baby. Above the rim. But check it out, though. But check it out, though. As a collective, if you have taken any psychology courses and you study throughout your, the course of your life, you guys either suffer from one or two things. Either you all are homophobic or you're curious. What do you think it is yeah, from your you assessment? Yes. Chocolate that don't that situation to y'all. Um, I don't know. Bye. I'm going to ponder that one. I have never thought think, about Chocolate it. Hmm? I never thought about it. I always tell y'all, man, there's nothing a man has told me yet to finesse me out my boxing briefs. <laughs> all right? Not so, yet. But it know. could happen. Yeah, I mean, I know. I ain't. I'm married. No, okay. But <laughs> if just, you wasn't married. If I wasn't married, I ain't thinking about it. I just you know can't get over the fact that my friend told him, ew. Well, why is there no gray area, though? Why we got to be either homophobic or gay? Hey, I don't know. Why can't we just be having some fun? I love me. I love a good racist joke, and I love a good gay joke. Whoa. All right? What you mean, whoa? There's no whoa. A good racist joke. Whoa. Yes, I love a good I love a good joke about race, and I love a good joke about gayness. Well, keep your fingers away from me, because I don't like that type of fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's not your idea of a good time. That's not my <laughs> idea of a good time, all right? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it. Pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Hi, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Good morning. Get it off your chest, mama. I just wanted to say I'm blessed to be able to wake up in the morning and go to work and get that coin. That coin? <laughs> I wish they started giving y'all coins for real. Right? <laughs> I wish everybody that always says that, get that coin. I really wish they start paying y'all in coins. See how y'all would like I that. I am. All right. All right, mama. Thank you. Shout out to Local 638. Hello, right. who's this? What's up? It's Justin. Hey, Justin. Tell them why you mad. Man, I'm mad because the white people at my job keep messing with me to try to make me lose my temper so they can get me fired. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. How they they're trying to that, bait sir? you. What are they doing? Hiding your chicken lunch? No, nah, they had my chicken lunch. They'd be like, they go in my locker, take stuff off. They try to bump in to me. They run around and lie on me. They try to just, they're doing everything they can just to make me lose my temper, just to go off so I can get fired. I need help. Why are you letting them treat you like that, sir? You a grown-ass man. I don't care if they're black, white, or green. You don't let nobody treat you like that. You don't got a mouth to speak up for yourself? Well, if I, were, if I were you, I would document. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Woman, hold up, hold up. You said, nah, I do speak up for myself, but every time I speak up for myself, it's all about I turn into the angry black man. So they can man, run y'all got to y'all y'all get out your own heads and stop worrying about that. You know what I'm saying? You got to teach people how to treat you, sir. Well, Period. if I were you, I would document everything and try to get things in email form and all of that. Just make sure you document well, everything, I- just in case it turns into a situation later. Well, good luck. Why y'all so scared of white people? Hello, who's this? Like, Jesus Christ. Hello. Hey, tell them why you mad. What's up, man? I just want to let you guys know you guys do an awesome job, and I, I live in Miami, and I'm going to let you guys know I'm, I'm Hispanic, and I just hate the way that all Hispanics 
here. They've already been living here in Miami. They already have built what they got. You know what I mean? Speak about the fact of Hispanic people that are coming into this country or new people that are coming in from other countries or, or period. Um, most of them Cubans, the way that they speak about themselves, they're already here, they already got what they needed. And now whoever comes and need, needing what they needed before, now they don't care and they talk about it like, like they're big Americans. And when they're doing things that they're not even supposed to be doing, things that the real Americans don't do, you know what I mean? What are you saying? You want to build a wall? Do I say that I want to build a wall? I know that that's one of the, well, that's one of the things that could help. But um, what? I'm just basically basically speaking about myself. Let's say you were you were Latino, right? You came into this country, and this country give you all these things, and now you have to give to your family and, and to support your, your life with. You know what I mean? I thought that's what y'all. I thought like, you, I thought that's what you come to the country for. I mean, that's what I mean. I mean, so are you gonna be like that with somebody else that wants to build the same for their family and talk like, oh, leave them all out, kick them all out, throw them all out like they're dogs? You were in those shoes one day. Why? You gonna be like that? That gets me so mad, especially a year from these Cubans, yo. They're like, oh, send all those Cubans back. Oh, you're not Cuban, right? You didn't get your papers that way, right? I have no idea but what you're know. talking about, but it sounds like you want to volunteer to go build the wall. It sounds like you might have started already. And the country doesn't give you anything. People have to come here and work for it. All right, well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, call us. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yes, morning hey. everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the, the God. What the hell are we doing back here after 18 hours, damn it? Hey, we were okay. there. We got to serve the people, brother. Hey, we served the people for 18 hours yesterday. We, got, right. we got a little nappy pool. Um, did I get a nap? I guess I got a nap. Yeah, a little nappy pool. Nap. A little nappy pool. The weather was disgusting in New York yesterday. It's still so. disgusting it's now. It's still disgusting now, but I tell you what's not disgusting. City Girls knew album. Drop on the clues bombs. Oh, you got to hear? I didn't get to hear, Lord man. have mercy. I love JT in Young Miami. You heard me? All right. Well, let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Kim Porter. Listen up. This just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, we have to give another rest in peace to Kim Porter, her family. Uh, you know, this is an awful situation just out of nowhere, according to law enforcement. Kim Porter went to bed early last night. She wasn't feeling well. And when family members went to wake her, she was not responsive. They pronounced her dead at her home. So sad. Now, reports are saying that she was battling either the flu or pneumonia over the last few days. She was being treated. They're also looking at a recent trip she took to Africa to see if she had contracted yeah. anything. They were no illegal drugs or anything like that. So they are going to do an autopsy. They are going to perform toxicology tests and find out what happened. Uh, devastating news. Now, she's a model. She dated Diddy for 13 years. Uh, she also has three children with him, and she has another child, Quincy, from her previous relationship with Albie Shore. They were together last for the holiday calendar, a movie supporting Quincy. Uh, and, you know, she was a model. She was an actress. She made appearances on Diddy's show, I Want to Work for Diddy. Now, according to Diddy's rep, Cindy Berger, she said, sadly, I can confirm the passing of Kim Porter. I ask that you give the family's privacy at this time. A lot of people did weigh in on social media. Rihanna said, this is heavy, heartbroken about this. We lost a real one today, beautiful inside and out. So many will be affected by this. Some won't even know why, but the whole world was graced by the vibrance in your spirit. My deepest condolences to the ones that were blessed enough to know, meet, and love her. 
such a special show. This don't even feel real. May God comfort and protect your children and loved ones. Now, even 50 Cent sent his condolences. He said, RIP to Kim Porter. I send my condolences to her friends and family. She was loved and will be missed dearly. I know Puff is hit right now. He loved her for real. Soulmate type-ish. Chin up Puff, positive vibes only. Man, this is a very tragic situation. Four kids lost their mother. It's nothing else to say. I have three beautiful daughters, and those young girls need their mother. Princesses need queens to raise them, and that's all I can think about is those kids don't have their mom no and more. And her sons as well, you so, know. So hug your yeah. moms today and every day because Absolutely. You, just, you just never, never know. And, you know, you think about, you know, your, your, your parents getting older, and, like, sometimes we think about our parents getting older. I want my parents to get as old as possible. I want to get as old as possible. Right. 47 is way too way, young. Way, too young. Way too young to pass. Everybody was talking about what a great person and how nice she was. Do mm-hmm. you guys know Kim Porter? I've met Kim a few times. Yeah, I met and her she's before, always but I, I been don't super nice. I remember mm-hmm. the first time I met her was at Tyrese's house and I was sitting next to her at the bar he had outside and we talked for a long time and she didn't even really know me but she was so nice and sweet. That's what everybody was saying. Just even if they didn't know her that well, just how she had such great energy all the time. Yeah, I think last time I saw her we were sitting by each other at the Dave Chappelle comedy show mm-hmm. at Radio City Music Hall. Yeah, so everybody, uh, you know, again, rest in peace. Now, Amy Schumer has also been hospitalized, and that's for pregnancy issues. What's wrong with Amy? So she's had to cancel upcoming comedy shows. They said she had uh, nausea, which is a common issue during the second trimester of a pregnancy. She's healthy. She's okay, and so is the baby, but they just wanted to check with the doctor. So, you know, she had to cancel that, but she did send her apologies uh, for having to cancel. On some good news, Cam Newton is throwing a huge turkey dinner for 1,200 kids. Now, he is actually buying those for underprivileged children and their families. It's part of his seventh annual Cam's Thanksgiving Jam. So it's like a whole big party with games, music, face painting, and balloon artists as well. He will be there personally, and he's going to serve the kids. So there's going to be a lot going on with that. Is that in Charlotte? Uh, I don't know where this is. I'm sure it's going to be in Charlotte if you're doing it. You know, that's, that's where he plays, I would assume. Yeah, I don't know if it's where he's from or if he's in Charlotte. I don't know. Well, since we plug in turkey drives, I'm doing my turkey drive tomorrow uh, in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, at Berkeley High School from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m., okay? You know I do that every year, so pull up on me, all right? Yeah, I'm doing one in uh, Civilized Nation out in Jersey, Patterson, New Jersey. Uh, you can just hit me up on the Instagram, and, and you can come on out. We're giving away two, three hundred turkeys. We do what we can. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you know, we do what we can. That's why I shop at Target. That's why you shop Target? Yes. Cut back on myself so I can, uh, you know, be of service to others. There you go. Yes. All right. Well, I am Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, what are we doing? Are we doing front page news? Yes. What are we talking about in front page news? I mean, let's talk about this uh, pretty bad weather, and let's talk about your boy Carmelo. Okay. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. JNV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, don't forget, uh, coming up in a little bit, we're going to kick it with Tamala and David Mann. Now, for people that don't know who they are, can we explain a little bit who they are? Uh, well, they're a married couple. They started off doing Tyler Perry plays. If you ever watched the Tyler Perry together, movies, mm-hmm. the two people who look like they could be brother and sister, but they're really husband and wife. Right. Okay. But they started off doing the plays. Remember Meet first. the Browns? They, did, they had their own show, Meet the Browns. Okay. You know who David and Tamala are. Just making sure people know they're coming up in a little bit. But right now... You know who they are when you see them. Let's get in some front page news. Let's start... What are we talking about with Melo, man? What's going on with Melo, Yee? Well, he's not going to be with the Rockets anymore. There's been a lot of rumors and hearsay about what was going to happen, but they ended the suspense. Last night, they parted ways with Carmelo Anthony. Now, the general manager released a statement right before the team... um, 
played the Warriors. They said after much internal discussion, the Rockets will be parting ways with Carmelo and we are working toward a resolution. Carmelo had a tremendous approach during his time with the Rockets and accepted every role head coach Mike D'Antoni gave him. Man, that's trash though, man. They 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 do they doing Melo very, very dirty. Melo ain't that washed up, okay? Well, they said the fit we envisioned when Carmelo chose to sign with the Rockets has not materialized. Therefore, we thought it was best to move on as any other outcome would have been unfair to him. What about, what about all the other changes Houston made, though? They got rid of Trevor Ariza. They got rid of that other dude, uh, Luca, some name I can't pronounce. Mm-hmm. Like, the core of their team was defense. They probably thought they needed more offense to compete with the Golden State Warriors. Right. But they got rid of their key defensive pieces. So, a, the, so the dynamic of the team changed. But how many games? It was only, what, 10 he, games? He played 10 games. Yeah, he played 10 games. That's it. And now, for now, he's going to stay on games. the Rockets roster, but he's not going to rejoin the team. And If you're bringing in Carmelo Anthony in 2018, thinking that Carmelo's going to, like, change your franchise or give you 20-plus a game, you're bugging. But he's not as as trash as the Rockets are trying to make uh, right. Carmelo seem. Like, like, let's just get rid of Melo after a month. No. All right. Now, there was also a winter storm that affected a lot of people yesterday. Now, that storm is uh, headed through New England as well as started in New York City. So far, eight deaths really? have been attributed to the storm, including two people who died when a tour bus overturned in Mississippi on Wednesday. There were three deaths in Arkansas, one in Indiana, one in Ohio, and one in Maryland. So uh, right now in New York City, it was pretty crippling just because they didn't ex- anticipate all of they this. They didn't expect it at all. Right. So uh, students were stuck in their schools and... Mm-hmm. Uh, people just really couldn't get around. It was taking people hours just to get home yeah. yesterday. And so just be careful. There were a lot of flight delays. So if you were planning on traveling, their airports most impacted are Newark, LaGuardia, uh, Philadelphia, Baltimore, BWI, Ronald Reagan Airport, and JFK. So yeah. nearly 5,500 flights have been delayed and 1,300 canceled. I'm, had, I'm heading out today to Orlando for the uh, Florida Classic. And my flight is pretty good so far. So well, 87 uh, flights today have been canceled already. Wow. Well, I hope my flight is good tomorrow because I'll be in Houston at the Barnes & Nobles on uh, Barnes & Nobles Champions at 1 p.m. And then I'll be at Prairie View A&M at 5.45 p.m. So I need to get to Texas this weekend. Yeah, All right. Now, if you guys remember this story about a homeless vet who gave $20 to help a distressed driver get uh, gas for her car in the middle of the night, and then they started a GoFundMe to try to actually... Uh, uh, raise money for this homeless vet. Well, mm-hmm. it turns out the whole thing was a scam. They raised over $400,000 on GoFundMe, and that money was blown on luxury items, gambling trips. They went to Vegas for New Year's, okay. all kinds of things. But they everything lived. was predicated on a lie that none of this happened. She didn't run out of gas, and he didn't spend his last $20 to help her. Uh, what really happened was Mark D'Amico and Kate McClure conspired with Johnny Bobbitt to fabricate and promote a feel-good story. They knew that people would be compelled to want to contribute to their cause. They did this whole Paying It Forward campaign and they told this whole big story about finding him panhandling during an underpass and, you know, they later on plotted this whole thing and then you know what happened? What happened? They got greedy. They got greedy, yep. Mm -hmm. That's usually what happens to people. Yeah, so uh, if they would have not done that, they probably would have got away with the whole entire thing. I mean, they were on Good Morning America, The Ellen Show. Everybody was covering this whole story. But behind the scenes, there were issues. Um, Even McClure said, my mother called me and said people go to jail for scamming others out of money, so there's that. That's what my own mother thinks of me. She texted that to one of her friends. And they actually uh, kept 
GoFundMe, they have like processing fees. So even though they raised over 400000 they ended up with 360000 Now, Bobbitt, who was the quote-unquote uh, homeless vet, said he only got about 75000 of it while the rest of them actually, while the couple actually spent the rest of that money. So that's why. And that's what happened. They got greedy. So he told, now they all should get locked up. Yeah, they got uh, greedy and... Can't scam people like that. Yeah, scam people and then scam each other. What'd you think was going to happen? Y'all got this money as a scam. You think y'all not going to scam each other? That's crazy. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss E. Now, when we come back, we're going to kick it with David and Tamala Mann. We're going to talk to them. They've been married for 30 years. Nice, healthy couple. That's right. So we'll talk to them when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Yes, sir. They've been married thirty years. What? Y'all don't look at old at all. We got married at five. David and Tamala Mann, welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank y'all for having us. Now, one of our young girls that works here, her name is Nyla. Nyla said, "Man, those two right there are my relationship goals." Man, she's twenty-three. I was like, "Wow, that is great." By the time we were twenty. Three, we were married two years already. Damn. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because I so you guys have this memoir out, David and Tamla Man, Us Against the World, Our Secrets to Love, Marriage, and Family. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that went on when you guys first met and first got married that the general public wouldn't know about because it didn't start off so perfect. No. David not. had a second child. Yes. Well, he did. uh it was <laughs> well see it ain't I wish it was that easy in that point, plain okay. and dry. But uh in the chapter we have a chapter called The Knock at the Door. <laughs> And the knock at the door, imagine five years into your marriage, you're going good, the career's getting off the ground, everybody cool, and then there's a knock at the door and it's the constable mm-hmm. telling you you have a child yep. from a previous relationship. And I was like, what the wait? How, how, how old was the child? Five. Oh, and you've been together how long? Five. Oh, my So goodness. it was right before we got married, you know, you had this relationship thing going on and hello. And imagine me trying to tell her when she came home from work. How did you tell her? It was not easy. So I'm going to tell you, like, I literally sit and, like, came up with many different ways. Like, maybe I'll just come out and just say, yo, hey, we got another child. You know, no. Ain't no we. We, no, I, I, It is a we. It is a we. It turned out. But. It didn't have to be a we, but go ahead. It didn't, no. And so I wound up just sitting there down and said, dude, you know, the situation I got served today and we have another child. And it didn't go too good. Mm-hmm. No. Talk to me, Tamala. How, how, I, I was upset. Yeah. I was upset. But the thing is, is we started out friends. So the, I knew the girl and I knew that he had been with the girl. Mm. So it's like, man, I just hate it was this person. I hate to say it like We didn't that. like her. I mean, it it's was not like. She didn't like it, just it we didn't want any drama. It wasn't a good, no, it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beyond, it wasn't good, honestly. So I just was like, okay, but. The baby, I know the baby didn't have anything to do with it, but I just didn't know where we were going to be standing because right. he was a friend. He had already had, we was friends. When the first baby was born, I was there when the girl was, bo- when the baby was born. Sheesh. So yeah. it's like, because well, we were just, we, we started was like best, as just best, like best friends. Right. We were so, homeboy, homegirl. So we're we was working together. Working together. Yeah. We were singing. Together. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was like all that. And then. But this other one to come up, I was I was a little upset. Like, so look. she said, I'm not. Fin- we're and not I told him, I said, you on your own. And you already had a child. <laughs> I did. So it wasn't no we, David. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> it was no we. I was like, when you she on said, your own. Now when she said that, we driving in the car, and she said, you on your own with this, and it just it Ouch. took the air out of me. So you can't leave me out here by myself. Don't do that, please. I was just sitting. And there. I was just crying. I was like, 
you just gonna leave me by myself? And I was. And so that's how the Us Against the World came about. And I, I sit her down and explain to her, like, look, I love my kids. I'm a stand-up guy. I'm going to take care of my kids. Right. I'm going to do that. But at the end of the day, it's me and you against everything else. And once it's ex- us against the world. And when he explained that to me, he did the old the Spock thing. He was like, it's us. <laughs> yeah. He really it's, did. It's, it's us and no, everybody you know, else. He was like, you know, because we was young. He's he was good. like, it's us. <laughs> And then it's Why everybody else. Because it made me, it, 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 he really gave me He's confidence. He gave good. me confidence that it was going to be us and then everything else. And that's what made you and, stay. It, it made me stay. And Tamara, you were st- very open in communicating what your concerns were also as far as what your relationship would be like with David. Yeah, well, I was like, where am I standing? Because I didn't want this person to come in because her spirit was just like to come in and kind of like take over. She didn't want nobody else to be able to come in and dictate our relationship no, to a child. Dad, and then even with the you know with the baby, it's like what am I gonna do? And once he explained all that to me, I was really cool. I was very I was able to forgive honestly. How did your relationship How did your relationship with the baby mama pan out? It it turned out we just you know worked together because of the baby. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean it's like I'm cordial. I'll speak to her and because. We were all like in church and like singing, so it's like I would see her. So it was like, "How you doing?" But I didn't have no words. How many times you had to call on the Lord to not whip her ass? Um, <laughs> and she's not a fighter. She honestly, can't, she can't fight anyway. About it, can't I wasn't anyway. gonna have to fight her. People was willing to fight for me. <laughs> <laughs> I had no, people like about. was like, "You want me to get her?" I was like, "No, we're not gonna get her." But the thing is, <laughs> you would not know. You wouldn't yeah. even know that it's not. She might. She yeah. my home That's girl. her child. That's great. Like, but that's, I, that's I, her child. David, our family is seamless. Why do you think she didn't tell you before that? Like, waited till the child was five to actually bring this. Because wasn't popping in. Because no, because she was somebody else was in the picture. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's what it, it wasn't. Pop, I don't know the what circumstances. The what? I, you know what? <laughs> what to this what? Day, what? Wait, what? no. To this day, we still hadn't sat down and had a conversation about why she didn't say anything. It, it wasn't. You know, it was just like, look, was, I got to take care of my child. Let's get on with life. I was, it was upsetting for the baby, you know, once right. she got older and it, we explained everything. You know, some things, it, it brought a, it was kind of It brought thick. a little division. Yeah, was, it was, was a that little the hardest thick. thing that you had to face in your marriage? Yeah. Is, yeah. is there something else? Was, it was earlier. Well, really? David, we've been doing our research. When you research, <laughs> I'm just saying, what else could be harder? I mean, like, besides another woman, what else could be harder? Like, you got so a child. early on. You know, you, you got 25 years from there. So after that, it was a... It was good. It I mean, was. it's like, you know, that's one of them things that... You got to get over that hump early. It <laughs> almost broke us up. So, had and we were just thinking on the road, like, what if... She'd have just said, we're done. None of this would be possible. Right? Right. Like, wow. We wouldn't be here. All right, we got more with Tamala and David, man. When we come back, keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got Tamala and David, man, in the building. Charlamagne? It don't seem like you should be doing all that in the church. You was getting it in, huh, David? I wasn't getting it I was young. You're talking about getting it in. Oh, no, I was like 20. He didn't 20. have a true commitment. He right. was around church. You got you, got you, got you, got you. A lot of us was around. Well, no, we to throw me out no, there talking we about all, we all. Listen, he was singing with Kirk Franklin, but, so you already know what it is. But he wasn't, well, we wasn't singing with Well, not like that. Not like that. It was like, we was local famous then. You know, we were singing locally, but we all wasn't where we are now. We wasn't as grounded. We don't try to paint a perfect picture. We have ups and downs just like everybody else. 
but we just learned to work through them, and we mm-hmm. took divorce off the table early. Mm-hmm. That it's not an option for us. Now we took divorce off. We took divorce off the table. But if we somebody did. beating you upside the head, run. So I ain't right. saying that for everybody. Right. Don't try to stay in something that you don't need to stay in. And you're very clear about this because you also talk in the book about getting married and feeling like she, you know Tamla was pregnant. And you felt like it was a thing to do, but you're very clear on don't get married just because. Yes. Exactly. Because, right. I mean, because whatever, you know, if you do that and the child grow up, you're going to be leftless, like looking, trying to figure out who each other, who are you, who are you? Mm-hmm. Only because a kid, I didn't want to get married because we had a kid and we, she was pregnant. I said, no, I got married because I was in love with this woman mm. and she was my best friend. That's what we based and we built our relationship on was friendship. I mean, you don't understand. She was at the hospital when my first child was born. Like, she came, what you doing tomorrow? You don't have to go to work. Come to the hospital. We just chill. 21 hours she stayed at the hospital just chilling as my friend. Yeah. I kissed her one time, and she got and fell in love, and we got married, <laughs> but that's a whole other story. That's not story. How that story What about is. the women you dealt with before, though? Did the women you dealt with before say, I always knew you and Tamala had something going on? It came, came, it came, it came, it came up. It did come up. But we were just, we Look, were free. it did come up. <laughs> <laughs> she was the reason that I was even able to see my child, because me and the, the mother fell out. Because they didn't get married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Tam was like, hey, I'll get the child. You'll be able to see your baby yep. and everything. How'd you get the child? Because I, I I knew the baby mama. I knew her, actually, well, before she, he did. She hated you. She Well, it wound up, she kind of, she didn't say she hated me, but she said she knew that I was interested, but she didn't know. We were know. friends. I mean, but we didn't he, was, he was my friend, and I thought it was wrong. You know, I feel like it's a wrong thing to do for a woman to keep the father from the baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, if y'all have misunderstandings, that's cool. But it has nothing to do with the, the baby, child. Right. Yeah, hold so the baby. I hostage. just, I just stood in the middle and was like, I, I went. Actually, she lived kind of a ways away. I would drive, go get her, and say, I'll keep the baby. The That's weekend. why I think she was trying to get me. No, right there. She I was, was actually being a friend because I felt sorry for the baby because he wanted to be involved in his child's life. Right. And I mean, the baby was too young to speak up for herself. Mm-hmm. So it's like I helped, you know. Build we a relationship. Had, we had a lot going on. Even man. with his mom. It's like, so the mom, his mother could be with the grandbaby. Yeah. But David had his time running around. Tamla, did you ever date anybody else before? I, I, dated, <laughs> a little, I dated a little bit. And then in the book, I didn't even tell it. I did date a little bit after after we started date after we started talking. Tell the truth, shame the devil. We was friends. <laughs> we was friends now. See, okay, wait. Do you notice her tone change? Like I when do. she get in the we hot seat? Free- no, it's not that. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to say it without spilling all the beans. Oh, out but you of the done book. spilled on mine, so you don't want to spill. <laughs> well, on it's yours. not that. Well, you are. Well, Tamala was engaged before, right before. Wow, you got damn! Wow. You can wow. wait to throw your wife under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Y'all ain't about to be coming at me like I'm the only heathen in this situation. I had some heathen things, but you know what? The Lord... He, I, he, I have favor with God. I ain't gonna lie. Yes, Wait a minute, I did but what my dirt, but I didn't anything. get caught. So what happened to your fiance? We were singing together. The fiance had left and went away in the service. Right? He went to the service. So while he was gone, we had really just started talking, and we started dating. And then he asked me to marry him. What did you say? What did you say? I said, yeah, they, they, you're not doing the interview. Oh, now. okay, my man. So, so he asked me to no, marry him, but say? we were singing he together. Stop. <laughs> I said yes, oh, but we were singing together, and it's like all the time we were spending together, it's just like I start falling in love with David because of all the time and seeing that he liked all the things that I liked. And by the guy being away, we really didn't get to connect like that. Right. Now, you were engaged to the man that went to the military. This man's heart you back. broke. 
He came back. After him serving our country. That was his reaction. He served After him serving our country and you breaking his heart. He he well, he came back and they had some words. David and the man? David and the guy, yeah. You put them holy hands on him, David? He was about to. We were at church, right? So when the guy came. Guy stepped to you at church? I no, didn't know that she he was, was going to be there. And then I showed and up. And he showed up. Mm. So it's like I was Because I heard mad. he was going to be there. So they was outside about to have words. So they beckoned. We weren't going to have no words. They beckoned for me to come <laughs> out. So you I thought walked, we were I walked out. Y'all, this was crazy. I walked out and I saw them two talking. I just turned around and went back inside. Oh, you ran? Yeah, I'm out of here. Tim I was like, I'm You want to go get an usher to break it up? No, she gonna go sit back up in the little choir stand. I said, like, you need to come out here so you can see this. I was this. like, I'm not gonna be in the middle happen? of this. We have to make a choice. But <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, he, had, he didn't even know what was happening. He had a couple of his brothers. My was brother like was standing behind him, him. and oh. he was on the balcony. He was gonna throw him off the balcony. Goodness gracious! Thank God for deliverance. He was. He was. He was vicious. I mean, I mean, David could be very vicious. The thing is, he's the nicest guy, but he. He could be very vicious. I'm just going to leave it like Thank that. Thank God for about throwing him off the balcony. Well, he wasn't I being... was going to pray that the Lord didn't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for deliverance, y'all. They, they out here in deliverance. Yes. Oh, <laughs> when you goodness. walked in, y'all both got on camouflage. You were like, I'm ready for war. It's us against the world. I'm like, who are they fighting? You know what I mean? <laughs> we're, we're, now, this, now, there is a thing to the okay. us against the world. Us like, against okay. the world, we're fighting against anything that will come against the family structure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what us against the world, the you is for all of us. Because I just feel like our families are in attack, our own, are being attacked. Attack. Yeah, oh, absolutely. that's been going on since the beginning of the time for black people. It, it, it has, but the thing is, is we have. I don't understand. I don't think we really understand the power that we have when we unify. Yeah. And I just want us to unify to save our family. And I know mm. y'all president keep talking about make America great, great again. It's not going to happen until we start at home. With families. With the families. Until we yeah. just get husband and wife on the same page and get family pulled together. It ain't going to happen, dude. All right, we got more with Tamala and David, man. When we come back, keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building, Tamala and David, man. Charlamagne? How do y'all take breaks from each other? I go get my hair done, get my nails <laughs> done. But that's kind of like, I, that's my me time, mm-hmm. you know, because I do need it. And I tell any Why woman. Why break I, from me? Well, I just need time just for myself. Am I it's too not much? You pro- yeah, you're a little much if you can't be much. Now I didn't I didn't used to need a break from her, but like in the last year and a half, this menopause stuff is killing us. Uh, <laughs> you gonna put her business out there like that, David? <laughs> it is, it is. I mean, but it's it, it it was much for me. I'm like, this ain't me, this not me, but I think that's what causes a lot of marriages, and I know we're not talking about that, to break up like once you see people quit after 20, 30 years menopause. And if both spouses are not in tune with each other, it really can cause a breakup because we go through this thing that really it's like it takes over our body that we can't control. But it's beautiful, though, because y'all really growing old together. Yeah. We we are, but I'm just trying. That's why I'm trying to encourage other people right. not to quit on each other. Right. That's I mean, what this book is about. Menopause is like erectile dysfunction. David, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. There's ways, sir. There are ways, so I, I'm not embarrassed. Business, oh, you've right? already gotten to that point? No, I haven't gotten it. Oh, no. No, he's not no, there. Okay. Testify. He's no, there. Testify, sister. <laughs> we ain't okay. <laughs> Go to camera. <laughs> Why do you think couples uh, divorce so fast? I think they people just don't want the commitment, and it's like you feel like, you know, like they, when they say the grass is greener, sometimes people just want something new. And, and you know, we have a, a chapter in the book called The Art of Arguing. Sometimes mm-hmm. we argue 
to make sure you understand my point. Mm -hmm. And I want to get my point across, and that's all I'm concerned about. But that's not the way it should be. It should be to get an understanding. Early in the marriage, I'm quick with my words, Mm -hmm. and so I would just cut her up and feed her to the sharks and tear her up. And I used to say, that's so piercing. I would talk about her family, the dog that she had in her family. Yes. That's harsh. That was harsh. That's what I'm saying. The dog? Why the dog got to catch a bitch? Everybody got to get to (laughs) Her family? (laughs) Yeah, the mama, the dad. It's just whoever can be the quickest. But see, I was doing that not realizing that I was tearing her down. I was just... You know, the more I did that, the more, you know, respect that she lost for me. And then I, once I realized that, I was like, wait a minute. I'm the, killing her with my words. I feel like when arguing with your wife, you got to ask yourself, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? The roles don't switch. I just say whatever comes I to say, mind. Dear, do you, un- his mama his dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tell her, say, dear, do you realize you're yelling? We, I'm not listening if you're going to be yep. doing all this screaming. You know? That's one thing I learned early on for a relationship to be successful. Like with my boyfriend, I think you have to know how to argue effectively. Yes. Because you are going to argue. That's it's just right. Inevitable. It, it comes. But it's just knowing how to argue so that it doesn't spiral into something bigger. You don't keep things bottled up and get so mad. You just go crazy. You have to learn how to talk to each other. That's you true. know the biggest issue that couples have when they argue? We don't. We don't stick, stick with the, the issue. issue. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, do you want to be right? Oh, you want to be happy? Oh, you want to be happy? That's it. You know, writing this book, it made us go back. Mm-hmm. You know, even there was some stuff that we learned, I learned about her that I didn't know. I didn't know. There, there's a song we have on the album called Mason Jar, and it came from, I didn't realize that she considered herself as a shadow chick. What's a shadow chick? A shadow chick would be like some girls that you only want to talk to them at night or you go by their place at night. You didn't, didn't want go nobody no, to see go, you with. You That's how they used to treat you? No. no. Oh. Well, why'd you I'm feel t- that way? Well, I felt that way because growing up, I didn't have, like, boyfriend. Even, like, the the time, even with people that I did kind of, I like, but they didn't like me back, mm-hmm. would only come by, like, stop by in the evening time. And she thought because she was a, or a, they would a call, thick Because I was a thick girl, you could you know. cook. You had the snacks. Well, this when I this was you trying to. But even but even them, we seen you know Jill that Jill Scott thing. Well, yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. I I probably but they they only wanted to hang with me at nighttime, and I felt like you know to me I was really letting down my standards. Am I gonna ever find anybody to love me for for me Mm -hmm. and a love that I could cherish for the rest of my life? And Mason Jar is talking about that that I finally found a love that I can cherish. And put like in a mason jar, like you would to preserve. preserve. Yeah, gotcha. That's wow, so sweet. I love that. Like we were really ride yes. or die friends mm-hmm. because I keep her laughing, yes. and laughter is like medicine, medicine. to her. Y'all bond over food initially. <laughs> what <laughs> you trying to say? Over food? <laughs> what are these kind of questions? But what I kind cook, of dumb question is that? I cook. Yes, I cook. <laughs> I'm saying y'all, y- y- y'all keep referring. You keep referring to this as a stick. I'm like, did y'all no, bond over food? No, it was me. That, I'm saying me. Oh, got you, got you, got you, got you, got you, got you, got you. You got another question? You have any more food questions? No, I'm not asking no more Was there ever a point when you guys... <laughs> What's your favorite food, done. guys? Was there ever a point you guys thought it wasn't going to work? Our biggest <laughs> argument was over a tuna fish sandwich. You just gave him <laughs> more fuel. Oh, you my gave God. Him more <laughs> I did. So tell us about this tuna I'm fish sandwich. I'm going to push him. <laughs> it wasn't actually... The tuna fish With sandwich was just kind of... Yeah, but it yeah. was just... <laughs> it was because I felt unappreciated. So I had I had came home from work, put up the groceries and everything, and I was like, since it's so late, I'm just gonna make tuna, and you know I just made a sandwich with chips, and I served him. So when I bit the sandwich, I, I was like, food. I asked her, did you put any relish in this? 
And she was she lost it. Like went off. You ungrateful. She called Why me un- though? Huh? Why? Just cause you said did you ask her if she put relish in it? Because she brought it to me and she was I, tired. She I, took her time out. And I was ungrateful. I could have just got up and went and got the relish myself. Well, this started a big explosion. So she's like, I'm getting my keys and I'm leaving. Wow. And so I she was gonna leave, but I got her keys so she wouldn't leave. So I got my keys no. and I was gonna slam the door, get in my truck, Burn spin out. out, and you know, make it really look good and dramatic. <laughs> And I just forgot that my truck starter was messed up. So when I went to get in the truck, I'm just rocking my truck. I'm trying to get the starter. She runs out and opens the door like, get my keys. And when she opens the door, she hit my foot and the door hit her. I don't do no physical stuff at all. And when, when that door hit her, it just stopped everything. I was like, look, go in the house now because we got a problem. Because this door didn't hit you. She just looked at me like, okay. And just walked in the house. But that could have... What happened to the tuna sandwich? <laughs> he just left it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Did I didn't so care if he ate it or <laughs> choked on it that <laughs> night. I was mad. You out the house without the sandwich? Yeah. He did? I was just trying to prove that I was right, man. I was young. Silly. Yeah. It was dumb. It was really dumb. That so. was like our sixth year. Man, we empty nesters now. We, we just... Just living the life, living the dream. Life is beautiful. Well, it's us against the world, our secrets to love, marriage, and family. It's out right now. I enjoyed y'all, David. Make sure y'all pick it up. Thank you guys for joining us. When we come back, rumors on the way. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk to Kashi69. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Club. So listen up. Well, not exactly sure everything that's going on with Takashi 69, but he has uh, actually fired everybody in his crew. He cleaned house and canceled his tour as well. Now here is Takashi 69. So I'm letting everybody know that I canceled my whole tour. The American dates is not happening. I fired everybody in my team. I got no manager, I got no booking agent, no PR, no public. I don't got nobody on my team. It's just me. I want everybody to know if you booking shows, do not book shows unless I say this show is going to be booked with this person. They will steal your money. They're not me. I'm not signing no f-ing contracts. That don't got nothing to do with me. November 23rd, the album drop. Oh, that doesn't sound good. I wonder if he's going to still be doing interviews like ones that he's scheduled for up here. Sounds I'm like, sure. Sounds, I mean, it sounds like somebody stole some money from exactly. him. Exactly. And he's trying to clear it up. Sounds like, sounds like he found out somebody was stealing money mm-hmm. or he's tired of all the trouble that he's getting into. But uh, you can't really blame your team for that, sir. Well, they also did get the suspect they believe pistol whipped and kidnapped him. And it's apparently somebody that is or used to be part of his crew, one of his disgruntled ex-crew members uh, so gotta, uh, who wanted revenge. So they're mm-hmm. saying the person is Anthony Jamel Ellison. He used to be part of the management crew. He was fired after <laughs> the incident the that wrong. happened at LAX. <laughs> Bro, I looked up. Like, yeah, we looked up at the video it screen. Was, it was like Howard Stern fart man costume. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? We're both not on today. I know, I, but I, I'm used to looking I'm to looking see what the guy looks like. Looked up. And I'm like, the what? That's the guy that did it? With a fart man costume? Now, Ellison felt he wasn't getting the amount of money that he should have been getting once his career took off. And they said he had been sitting on things, these feelings for a while. And then finally, this kidnapping ended up happening. Happening. And Amen. he was arrested and indicted last week. So they said it was just a real beef. And they also Mm-mm-mm. feel like there's another suspect who they still are looking for who was also tied to Takashi and might have had similar motives as well. That's why you got to keep your circle small. My circle's so small, it's a dot. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a period. All well, right. Yeah, we have to widen up your circle. All right. Wow. Now, 
Nas has just put out Tim a, a good short <laughs> movie to go with his album, his Nasir album. The album that he put out with Kanye? Yeah, so okay. now he has a short film that is accompanied by music from the album. So if you want to see it, it's available right now. I mean, that album wasn't received too well. I mean, I thought it was a good album, but I don't think it was received well enough to put, a, put a movie with it. Not Nasir. Fair. Well, you know, sometimes you do that, though, and it gives the album new life and makes you look at... Some, like, has a video ever makes you like a song more? Yeah, oh, all the time. So all the time, maybe yeah. this might happen with that. Like, if you watch the short film, maybe it'll make you like Nasir, the album, more. Right? Mm. All right, Beyonce, she owns Ivy Park again. Now, if you remember, uh, she actually launched Ivy Park and Topshop had part of that company, but now she's bought it back from Philip Green, who is a British billionaire who actually owns Topshop. Now, apparently, he's had all kinds of allegations of sexual harassment, bullying, racism. So now, Beyonce's company, Parkwood, has acquired 100% of the Ivy Park brand back from Topshop. So I don't know exactly what the numbers are because that's not uh, released. But we don't know where you can get Ivy Park from because if you guys, I don't know if y'all wear, well, I guess they don't have many. I feel like I see people wearing Ivy Park all the time. I like Ivy Park. And I used to always go to the Topshop section in Nordstrom to look for it or to a Topshop store. And I always looked at the Ivy Park stuff. Mm. Very comfortable. When it first dropped, I bought a whole bunch of it. So now don't look for that in Topshop anymore. Mm. All right. I'm Angela Yee. And that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes, sir. Who are you giving that donkey to? Listen, man, four after the hour, Florida going Florida. Okay, and um, I think we should play a great game of Guess What Race It Is! All right, we'll do that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Continue the adventure with Newt Scamander as he teams up with Albus Dumbledore to stop the dark wizard Grindelwald's plans to divide the wizarding world. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Now playing rated PG-13. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. For the breakfast club, bitch. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the guy. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Yeah, that's me. Uh, donkey of the day for Friday, November 16th. Goes to, 73, goes to a 73-year-old woman from Polk County, Florida, named Barbara Lee Ray. Now, what does your Uncle Charlotte always tell you people? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. That is not an opinion. It's science. Okay, we have enough evidence over the years. Enough studies have been done that prove this theory absolutely correct. And today, we have yet more evidence as to why Andrew Gillum did not win the governor's race by a landslide. People in Florida are just nuts and don't make good decisions. Okay, what's wrong to the rest of America is usually considered right in Florida. All right, what's bad in the rest of America is usually considered good in Florida. What's considered normal in Florida usually makes the rest of the country and sometimes the world say, what the Florida? But in the words of my favorite R&B singer of this generation, Miguel, what's normal anyway? All right? Well, this is what Barbara Lee Ray considers normal. See, Barbara Lee Ray smokes meth, ladies and gentlemen. And when you do a narcotic like that, you got to make sure the product is good. All right? People is out here selling genetically mod modified meth. And every meth head in Florida who cares about their health knows that you should be smoking organic, plant-based, gluten-free meth. But the genetically modified meth is in these streets, and Barbara Lee Ray being the type of meth head who clearly meditates. 
the type of meth head who clearly keeps the journal of her meth use. Barbara Lee cares about what she puts in her body because she knows that often when you take care of your body, it leads to a happy mind, and I respect it because it's got to be stressful smoking genetically modified meth, and none of us want to be stressed, right? So Barbara Lee Ray from Florida, according to the Miami Herald, bought her meth to her doctor's office and asked for it to be tested because she was scared what smoking it would do to her. And she wanted the doctor to check it for her well-being. Round of applause for this healthy meth head. You really got to take care of yourself nowadays, people. Okay? And watch what you put in your system. Now, according to the Polk County Sheriff's Office, Barbara Lee Ray went to the Complete Care Family Medicine Associates Office in Fort Meade and pulled three items out of her green and orange-colored handbag. Let me find out she a Miami Hurricanes fan. All right? Drop on the clues bombs for Barbara Ray, baby. Staying on brand. All right? Now, she pulled out a small, clear plastic bag containing a, containing a white crystal-like substance, a small plastic container also containing a white crystal-like substance, and an empty prescription bottle with the name Barbara Ray on it, which had a prescription label on it. Well, uh, guess what? The small bag and plastic container, when tested, both tested for meth. Now, when asked how long she's been on the ultra-low meth diet, she said she's been smoking for about a month. Uh, 73-year-old Barbara Ray was taken to the Polk County Jail and charged with two counts of possession of meth and two counts of drug paraphernalia. And she was also under the influence of the raw meth diet at the time of her arrest. Now, some donkey of the days just sell themselves, but today I think we should play a game of Guess What Race It Is! Envy and Yee, are you ready to play? Yes. I'm ready. This All sounds right. easy. Now, let me give you three clues. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's smoking meth. No, that's not the first clue. That's the second <laughs> clue. The first clue is her name is Barbara Lee Ray. All right. The second clue is she was smoking meth. Do you need a third clue, or you think no, you got, we it? got give me, it? Give me a third. Clue. I'll give you a third clue just because. Okay. She felt so entitled and so privileged enough to go to the doctor to get her meth tested. This this feels like an easy one, right? Now you said entitled. Let's go around you the said room. Meth. Let's go around the You room. had me at meth. And then you said Barbara Lee. <laughs> Angela, I'll start with you. What race is Barbara Lee, Clearly right? Clearly she's white. Uh, DJ Envy, what, what race is Barbara you Lee, right? You saw Breaking Bad. See, I'm, I'm, I have to go with Caucasian. Okay, Wagwan, come here. Come here. Wagwan, come here, Wagwan. Come here, Wagwan. Come here, come here. This is our Jamaican partner. Yes. Come here. Let me ask her just to, just just for, just for feces and giggles. What what race do you think Barbara Lee Ray is? Melanin deficient. Melanin deficient. <laughs> Let Kathy Griffin do the honors. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee haw. <laughs> There was no twist to that one. No twist to that one. That was easy. That was easy. That was easy. Okay. I, I thought you were trying to trick me at first, right, but you know, okay. it was just too easy. All right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Now, let's open up the phone lines. Let's have some fun with this. 800 585 1051. We're giving away crystal meth? No, 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 no. <laughs> now, earlier we had. Uh, who do you have on the show earlier? Let me look. <laughs> David and Tamla Man. David and Tamla Man. And they were this talking guy. about an argument that they got into. Let's hear it. Our biggest <laughs> argument was over a tuna fish sandwich. It was because I felt unappreciated. <laughs> so I had I had came home from work, 
put up the groceries and everything. And I was like, since it's so late, I'm just going to make tuna. And I served him. So when I bit the sandwich, I asked her, did you put any relish in this? <laughs> and she was, she lost it. Like, went off. You ungrateful. Wow. She called Why? me idle. Huh? <laughs> Why? Just because you said, did you ask her if you put relish in it? Because she brought it to me and she was I, tired. She I, took her time out. And I was ungrateful. I could have just got up and went and got the relish myself. Well, this started a big explosion. So she's like, I'm getting my keys and I'm leaving. Wow. That sounds like the fattest argument ever. Don't, I don't, talk, don't talk like that behind me. Wow. I'm, I'm not. Don't no. talk like that I'm behind me. I'm just back. listening to it right now. You ain't have that energy when they was here. Just listening to it right now. You ain't have that energy when they was here. To argue about food or You ain't have that energy when they was here. I'm just saying it. Clearly, the argument, argument wasn't just about food. It was about him not appreciating what she was doing after she spent all that time out. That clip just sounded funny. That clip just sounded crazy. Now, let the record show when David and Tamala was here. Tired from all that work. When David and Tamala was here, I specifically asked them that they bond over food, and everybody in the room jumped on me like I was trying to be rude. That clip right there is foul, though. That just sounds like if they you just have argued a, if, over. F- oh, you ain't a got lot of times fish? arguments aren't fish? about that's what you're just like. arguing over. If you have over. an argument over food, that means you bond over food as well. That's all I'm saying. All right, so let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. What's the pettiest argument you ever got into? That's the question. Mm. I, I mean, my arguments are petty. I'm I recently petty. just got over the argument about a toilet I'm a seat. Petty person. The toilet seat down. My wife hates when I put when I when I don't put the toilet seat down. I don't know why that's so hard to do. What, what do you mean? But I can't. What's so hard about putting the toilet seat down? Yeah, why you do sit I, when you pee anyway? I, 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 I do not sit when I pee, first of all. And second of all, you want me to lift the toilet seat up to pee and then to put it back down when I leave? Yeah. Actually, I always leave the toilet seats down in my house, like everything closed. That's disrespect. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I really can't believe you don't put the. It's good feng shui, envy. She's trying to help you. All right. Well, we're asking eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. What's the pettiest argument you ever got into, Charlamagne? I got to think about this. I have a petty Rolodex. I got a lot of pettiness. With your bro. wife, though? No, I don't play with her. <laughs> I don't even. But I am petty, but not with her. Yeah. Uh, I get. I don't know if these are petty though, but I do get. Uh, we do get into arguments over things that I feel like show that he's not responsible. All right, we'll talk about it when we come <laughs> back and take your calls. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about petty arguments. Now, earlier on the show, we had. David and Tamala Man here, and they were talking about one of their arguments. Let's hear. Our biggest <laughs> argument was over a tuna fish sandwich. It was because I felt unappreciated. So I had I had came home from work, put up the groceries and everything, and I was like, since it's so late, I'm just going to make tuna. And I served him. So when I bit the sandwich, I asked her, did you put any relish in this? And she was she lost it. Like went off. You ungrateful. Wow. She called Why? me idle. Huh? Why? Just cause you said did you ask her if you put relish in it? Cause she brought it to me and she was I, tired. She I, took her time out. And I was ungrateful. I could have just got up and went and got the relish myself. Well, this started a big explosion. So she's like, I'm getting my keys and I'm leaving. Wow. That little clip just sounds crazy. Just that they just arguing about tuna fish. That sounds That's crazy. That's not what that argument is. I about. know, but that it only sounds crazy like because they're plump. What? Wow. That's the only reason. And that's why when they was here, I asked them, do they bond over food? And everybody in the room acted like I was being rude, but I wasn't. But if you have an argument over food, what's the opposite of an argument? Bonding over food as well. So we're asking 800 what's the pettiest argument? Mine is the toilet seat. Or, you know, I leave the toilet seat up and, and Gears is pissed off all the time. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't understand. I, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to lift it up. Then when I leave, I got to put it back down. Like Yes, you do. So she has no work to do in the toilet? 
What? No work to do you the put the whole. You're supposed to put the entire toilet seat down, and then you have to lift that up. So we have to lift it up too when we go to the bathroom. Well, she won because I ain't arguing with her about that. Yeah. So what's the pettiest that. argument you got in the Charlemagne? I'm going to be honest with you, I can't even remember. And the reason I can't even remember because I am a petty individual. So being that I'm a petty individual, I feel like I'm always uh, in, a, in, a, in a petty argument. Like, I'm petty, bro. Like, I'm the type of person that if I, if I don't like you, when you sneeze, I won't bless you. That's how petty I am. Okay? So, yeah, he don't like me. Oh, I'm I didn't know what Envy was doing. So, I want to see if you like me now. Damn it, man. I don't know. I really can't think. I'm, I'm a petty person. You got to give me a moment to think about this. Let me hear uh, from some of our callers and see if anything... Um, Triggers it, my Hello. Memory. What about you, Yee? Yeah. Well, for me, it's um, picking me up from the airport, right? I hate when my boyfriend's late to pick me up from the airport and knows what time I'm coming in. I done left, got on a flight, landed, got my bag, whatever. And how are you late to come and get me? I think that's so, disrespectful. Yeah, that's how I look at it. No, I'm talking about wanting me to pick you up from the airport. Especially if what? especially if I live all the way in Jersey, which I do, and you flying into JFK or LaGuardia. Uber. Call a Uber. Call, no matter of fact, call a car service. I'll call the car service for you. Why you want to drive all the way from Jersey? You know how long it takes to get from Jersey to JFK? So you wouldn't pick your wife up from the airport? If she asked me to, but I just think that's petty when she can call a car service. Well, we don't live together, so I would think that you'll be so excited oh, so you want to spend every single minute. And make sure you there waiting. And think about all the effort I went through. I had to go to the airport, get on a plane, fly, land. You could at least be I ready. I ask you to come. All right, guys. <laughs> you guys are not in a relationship. <laughs> Misha. Yes. What's a petty argument that you got into? About my shower curtain. Mm. I feel like once you get out the shower, you should close the shower curtain. I agree. My insists on keeping it open. Like just close it back. So we always argue about the shower curtain. Yeah, I don't like when anybody leaves the shower curtain open. Maybe she wants to see you in the shower. Thank you. Maybe no, she wants to see you in the shower. You're not in the shower. I'm not in the shower. Oh, you said she? Yeah. Yes, when you get out the shower, close the shower curtain back. Don't leave it open. What's the Why, though? What's the problem? I don't know. It's just, it's annoying. Just close it back. Also, the look of it. Like, okay. it's so easy to close a shower curtain, and my shower curtain has a design on it. I need the full design I don't like show. that. I don't think lesbians should be that anal. That, shut up. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Octavius calling out of Savannah, Georgia. What's up, man? We're talking about petty arguments. You got one? Yeah, I got one. Um, I was dating this ex, this is my ex, um, from like two years ago. She had made me a hot pocket while I was trying to fill out an Uber application. That's nice. And um, she put the hot pocket on the couch, and I didn't eat it because I was so focused on doing the Uber application. And she started going off about the hot pocket, saying that you know she made it for me and uh, she put her hard work in. I'm like, dude, it's just a hot pocket. Uh, and she, the argument actually got to the point where she actually tried to stab me and flatten the tires on my car. Oh what? my god! Yeah. Going for a hot pocket? Yeah, we're clearly having Going other issues. Pocket, I think she was mad. I think and everything. I think she was mad that you didn't. I think she was mad you didn't really have a job, and I think that she was mad that you didn't have a job for a while, and just you filling out that application just kind of set her off. Nah, Mr. Charlemagne. I actually had a job. I drove school buses at the time. I was trying to do it for some side money. Oh, got you, got you. Okay. All right, man. Then what happened? Did you eat the Hot Pocket? No, I didn't eat the Hot Pocket. The police came. They told me to get my stuff out of the house and uh, wow. pack up and dip. The police All had, had to, to come because you would eat the Hot pocket. pocket? You should have just ate the Hot Pocket. Did y'all get back together after that? Yeah, man. They tried to stab me. Nah, we... We talked a little bit and never really worked out. I can't imagine. All right, man. How do you you. feel when you hear the hot pocket? (laughs) (laughs) I get scared, actually. It's triggered. Triggered, right? You get anxiety. Hot pocket causes you trauma. You know what? This does trigger um, something. Because me and I, back in the day, right? Oh, boy. Well, not back in the day. It was this weekend, actually. (laughs) I was watching watching Yvonne Orgy at Caroline's, 
And uh, we ordered two things of french fries because it was like six of us at the table. And I thought my wife ordered two things of french fries because she got me one. But one was actually for Taylor, our producer Taylor, and one was for my wife. So I'm eating my wife's fries, and my wife was like, yo, stop eating my fries. Back in the day, that would have caused an argument. Because those are fries. Like, I can't have a couple of your french fries. No, order your, your own. Fries? That's so rude. She probably was really hungry. I'm not even going to eat a lot. I don't even eat fried food like that. Well, then but don't you, eat fried food. But you know what? what? When she looked at me and said, don't touch my fries, guess what I did? You ain't touched them fries. I didn't touch her fries. You're right. Order See? your own Back fries. Back in the day, that would have been a petty argument. All right. Well, 800-585-1051. We're talking petty arguments. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking petty arguments. That comes from our conversation earlier with David and Tamala Mann when they talked about one of their petty arguments. Let's listen. Our biggest <laughs> argument was over a tuna fish sandwich. It was because I felt unappreciated. So I had I had came home from work, put up the groceries and everything, and I was like, since it's so late, I'm just going to make tuna. And I served him. So when I bit the sandwich, I asked her, did you put any relish in this? And she was, she lost it, like went off. You ungrateful. Wow. She called Why? me idle. Huh? Why? Just because you said, did you ask her if you put relish in it? Because she brought it to me and she was I, tired. She I, took her time out. And I was ungrateful. I could have just got up and went and got the relish myself. Well, this started a you. big explosion. So she's like, I'm getting my keys and I'm leaving. Wow. So 800-585-1051. What is some of your petty arguments? Mine is, of course, the toilet seat, man. Me and my wife will argue about that toilet seat, but now I make sure I put them damn toilet seat down, and with my kids, I argue about the damn lights. You don't need every light on in the house. Like, every light. When I come home, every light is on. And that I can't sleep with the TV on. You got to turn the TV off. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hello? Hey, we're talking petty arguments this morning. So, I was pregnant, and my child's father was making dinner. And he gave me a plate, but it was full of food. Like, you know how men eat food and they have, like, a mound of, like, rags and beans and everything? Mm -hmm. So when I seen it, I was like, what the, like, what is this? So I got mad and threw it in the sink. And he didn't get why I was mad, but I'm like, I don't, I know I'm pregnant and all, but, like, I'm not going to eat all this damn food, like... You know, it was just too much food. I thought I felt insulted. Like you disrespectful. I was gonna eat all that food. You disrespectful. People fight over food a lot. Clearly, that man just trying to feed you. Nah, it was too much food. I'm I'm pregnant. I'm not fat. Uh, how you know? <laughs> Give me, how how much did you weigh at the time? Stop it. <laughs> You're wrong, Charlemagne. I'm just asking a question. You, how much did you weigh at the time? Nah, at that time I didn't even gain that much weight. I only gained like ten pounds. Okay. How much did you weigh before those ten pounds? I was like four months pregnant. I was not like nine months. Right. Nah. You, that's too much food. I don't eat that much, period. We in this world where people well, starving. Well, he was probably just trying to uh, give you more than you needed rather that's than all. less than what you he needed. He was trying to feed him and, feed him and his child. But your hormones were probably out of control, so you got more irritated than normal. <laughs> you're right, you're right. See what I'm saying? Well, thank you, Mama. <laughs> Bye. Don't give her too much food. Hello, who's this? Yolanda. Hey, Yolanda. We're talking petty arguments. You got one? Yes, me and my husband just the other day, um, he ate my salt and vinegar chips. Oh, oh hell no. Salt and vinegar chips. Wow. Nope. I'll be mad about that. No, the thing is, it's not even like the regular lace because I'm a vegan, so I go way to Boca for school, so it's an hour drive for me from Miami. I go to Whole Foods there, and he knows it's an hour drive, and I brought me one chip because it was a salt and vinegar, but it's a vegan kind. So I was yes. like, okay, I'm going to try it. I come home, I leave it there, I come back, it's gone. 
but I see my peas. I'm like, you could just eat the sriracha peas. He like, he doesn't want the peas. He wanted the salt and vinegar. That's so rude. And he yeah, didn't even get foul. you another bag. He didn't because it's an hour drive. He ain't going to drive way to Boca to go get it for him. Girl, you better get Amazon Prime and get your whole food delivered for free. First of all, how about not, why not buy two bags of chips since you know both of them? He wasn't supposed to eat them. I never tried it. I never tried it. So I wanted uh, to taste it first because, you know, um, healthy food is expensive. expensive. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, it looks all, like you still never tried it. First of all, that, that man was trying <laughs> it. He was trying it out for you to make sure that it don't do anything to you, like make you sick. That's but what that man was one. doing. No, but the thing is, after he tried it, he said it wasn't just him. It was like three-year-old, too. I'm like, really? Damn it, man. Sorry <laughs> for you, mama. You know, that's a big I in my do. house, too. Leftovers? Leftovers in the house? Like, if you have leftovers... And you wake up in that morning and them leftovers are gone. Oh, there's a big fight in my house. You don't take the leftovers. Well, you also have like 15 kids. It don't Somebody's matter. eating the leftovers. They better know. Don't You don't touch daddy's leftovers. You put a lock on the fridge. What's the, I, I thought about it. What's the moral <laughs> of the story? I think a lot of times when it comes to being petty, the moral of the story is people just be creating their own little drama out of, out of pure insecurity. That's all. You ever get into a petty fight and then y'all both just start laughing at one point? Like, why nah, are we arguing over this? We ain't laughing. We, I we, do that. We, we fight to the end. Taylor, I bet you Taylor got a good petty story. Taylor, come here. What's your petty story? What's your petty story, Taylor? <laughs> Taylor works up here at the um, breakfast club. She's one of our what producers. What is my petty story? I got into a fight with my ex one time because... I don't think it's petty, though. I didn't like all the stuff. He had mad shoes, and I didn't like all the stuff he had, so we just got in a fight with that because he's like, well, these are my shoes. And he just had, like, maybe 200 shoes, and he didn't wear any of them. And I got into it with him because I'm like, you don't even know how to dress. Uh, but this is you like a real he doesn't know how to dress. To dress. Yeah, See, that's not even petty. That's just disrespectful. Bye. See, that's why I don't like talking to you because you're just wow. disrespectful, Taylor. You don't. You just disrespectful. Yeah, that and that's why you single. What if he said that to you? Okay. That's why you single because you disrespectful. You, you don't, don't know how to treat men. That's the problem. You don't know how to dress. You tell a man he don't know how to dress. You supposed to do positive reinforcement. And you know what from, you would look you, good and, and by the way, he's from Philly, so all you gotta do is wear all you gotta do is wear state property stuff all day long. Where was he from? South Carolina? Because Charlamagne taking that personal. He's from New, New York. York. New York know how to dress. New York dudes do not know how to dress. You better stop it. He was tall too, so you know how like tall people they're kind of like they don't know. Oh no, you said he's from New York. He was awkward. He was awkward oh, because he was tall. I, listen, I understand now. You said he was from New York. So that means he had 200 pair of Timberlands, and you did not understand why the hell he had needed all the 200 pair of the same goddamn construction Timberlands. I understand, Taylor. My God. That now it makes sense. You should, have led with the, you should have led with the he was from New York. Where his right. Timberlands like Charlemagne's? <laughs> My goodness. All right, when we come back, we got rumors. What are we talking about, Yee? Yes, let's talk about Snoop Dogg and an honor that he is getting. And you know he has a play right now, but uh, something went a little left, and we'll tell you what happened with one of the stars of his production. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, continue the adventure with Newt Scamander. He's teaming up with Albus Dumbledore to stop the dark wizard, Grindelwald's plans to divide the wizarding world. Fantastic Beast: The Crimes of Grindelwald. Now playing rated PG-13. The Breakfast Club. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Lil Zan. What? It's about time. What's going on? This is the rumor report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the breakfast oh, club. Oh, Lil Zan. What you yes. said? Well, I Lil Zan. I said Lil Zan. You listening, man? <laughs> Lil Zan, okay. All right, Lil Zan, he's not going to be Lil Zan for much longer. Now, he did announce that he's checking himself into rehab and that he's looking forward to being clean. Here's what he had to say. I just feel like it's time to get, you know, better. What are you struggling um, with? 
mostly hydrocodone, which is just like Norco's, like an opioid. Right. Yeah, basically a lot of opioids. Not like, I've been way worse in the past. Like, I've actually been 10 times worse than what I've been now. But like, I, I want to do rehab just so I can get over like this last little like, like hump, like stretch, you know what I mean? So I could finally be just back to Diego. All right, and I think he's planning to change his name as well and not be Lil Xan anymore. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to um, speak it into existence. You turn out mm-hmm. to be what you pretend to be as well. You're attracting the, uh, the wrong kind of energy to you. All right, on November 19th, Snoop Dogg is going to be honored. He's getting his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Long overdue. Drop on the clues bombs for the OG Snoop D-O-Double-G. Mm-hmm. You know that this week was the 25th anniversary of Doggy Style, too, by the way. Well, congratulations to Snoop. Shout out to Snoop, Uncle Snoop. Snoop is always, always booked and busy, okay? In addition to that, you know, he has this whole play going on that's his autobiographical production, Redemption of a Dog. And Tamar Braxton is starring in that, but apparently there were some issues in D.C. Now, what happened was uh, Tamar Braxton refused to take the stage to finish out the show. She was supposed to be getting some food. The friend uh, that was bringing the food was not allowed backstage. Therefore, she would not get back on stage. Your intermission was supposed to be 15 minutes. It ended up being over an hour. Now, Why didn't they just let her backstage with the food? I don't know what happened exactly, but I guess she felt like she was disrespected because she didn't get her food. Mm. And audience members said they were different characters throughout the second act, so they had to have somebody step up to play her part and have uh, somebody else sing a Tony Braxton song. She was supposed to be singing from off stage, so I guess you got to do what you got to do. How do I feel about that level of petty? Do I respect that or not? No, no. Just because they didn't bring you your food at intermission, people pay tickets to come see you. That is a little selfish. But you, you feel think? disrespected. You feel like you got a rider and there's certain things that you should have. Yeah, but you're not there for the promoters. You're there for the people. You done gave them half of the show. You know, it's going to look kind of crazy. You just true. don't show up for the rest of and the if show. And cool, if you cool with Snoop, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm and saying. it's his play, his autobiography. You, you just. We'll fix it next time. You know right. what I mean? They said she kept screaming, she's not here for this, and then saying, I'm so sick of this ish. And then she said, You can do this damn show without see, me. Well, I see, know one thing. It could be a lot, though. It could be she was a private, she might have been underpaid, and she was doing it as a favor. And then it was like, You know what? I'm doing it as a favor, and I can't get my food. That's also what happens when you do, uh, separate from your former fat husband, because the former fat husband want to make sure that food order you was stupid, right. You stupid. You stupid. Once a foodie, always a foodie. All right, now Jimmy Kimmel had Michelle Obama on the show, and what he did was he had her read some things that she was never able to say as first lady. I've never eaten a vegetable. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. Here's another one. That's not true. The whole eight years we were in the White House, we used Laura Bush's Netflix password. (laughs) The revelation. Laura, sorry. (laughs) Send me the bill. (laughs) I'm not sure which one's Sasha and which one's Malia. <laughs> Clooney is my freebie. All right, so. Which one? I'm not sure which one is uh, Sasha and which one's Malia. Is that the funniest one? Yeah, but that could have been racist if that was a white person who said it. Because all, all black people What's her own daughters? That's why she thinks saying, she can't tell her daughters apart. I'm just saying white writers wrote that. But so you don't know that. You don't know that. Anybody. White writers wrote that. It's just that. about her own daughters. Yeah. Okay. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor it's amazing report. what y'all accept. Should we don't know. It. All right. Well, People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request and let me know what you want to hear. What you want to hear. We huh? throw it back on a Friday. I don't know who's envying who's Charlemagne. Shut up. 800. Well, that's, that's, that's the 50% of you that's not black saying that. <laughs> <laughs> 800-585-1051. Get your request in. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
Continue the adventure with Newt Scamander as he teams up with Albus Dumbledore to stop the dark wizard Grindelwald's plans to divide the wizarding world. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Now playing rated PG-13.